Hallie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to the Rise for Educators podcast, the podcast where we share research-based tools that relate to empowerment, self-care, and all things education. Each week, we discuss the Rise system, a model we created to make it easy to identify which self-care tools are best for you. We also talk about the ladder, a tool that connects the dots between your mind and your body. I'm Julie. And I'm Holly. We are instructional coaches and sisters-in-law who decided to take our conversations about these ideas out of the corner of our family gatherings and put them into a podcast. Welcome to episode 53, our final episode. Uh, It feels like there should be like a drum roll. I know. (laughs) It's bittersweet. Um, Yeah. So how are you doing, Hal? I'm doing really great. How about you, Julie? Oh, pretty good. Uh, so my check-in for the week is I am continuing to focus on purpose and learning and kindness. I keep, and I'm still like plugging away at my Think Like a Monk book um, by Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. And I just, um, just kind of plugging away at really trying to be open-hearted and kind um, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to kind of keep that lens in the forefront of my mind. Um, during the day, my, I found a, a cool resource, which I know I uh, forwarded to you. It came up. I don't know if it came up on Facebook or in my email. I don't even remember, but it was called doodle your emotions. And it's through the Heartwork journaling university. And there's a woman named Maritza Para P A R R A. And it really stuck out to me because it talks about like we, you know, we're not given an emotional education. And so we deal with our emotions in four different ways, according to these, the heart work journaling people or Maritza Para, mm-hmm. that we either resist our emotions, we react to them, we avoid them, or we pretend. And I just, they've got some really cool tools. And essentially, and I haven't signed up for the course, I'm thinking about it, I was going to kind of peruse her website a little bit. But essentially, it's journaling your emotions. What I thought was really cool, how I don't know if I told you this, is I, I was on her website, and I noticed she has like, um almost like, uh not like prayer cards, but, you know, like, um what are those cards called? I don't even know. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like if you go to a reading, like if someone does like a psychic reading, I would say like tarot cards, like, tar- yeah, like that, like tarot cards, but they're, yeah. you can like part, one of her things is that you make your own cards for that. Basically, mm-hmm. this is like me. I'm kind of like way over generalizing her stuff because I probably <laughs> spent like maybe 15 minutes looking at it, but it's, she started out um, like talking about yin and yang and we all have the positive and the negative and kind of, if you know that about yourself and then you doing kind of going through this, like, uh, creating these journals. Clearly I have a thing for journals. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I love the thought of like, I love the thought of doing this. I haven't done it yet, but I do love the thought of it. I am loving my passion planner and writing and journaling, but this is drawing and painting and um, expressing emotions through art, which sounds really cheesy, but her stuff, what I like about it, which is, I think is what I like about our rise stuff is it is very concrete. It's not like, we're not talking about big, huge ideas, but just little things like, um, actionable tools. And so it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't even know. It's a course that kind of goes and she's different. Um, little, it looks like this doodle course is like a little mini course. It's like $19. It's not expensive. Um, I may do it because I'm very interested in, I'm still kind of, I'm processing my, my dad's uh, recent death and really interested in how we deal with death. It's still something that is just 
really interesting to me. Um, and so this is something to check out if you're interested. So doodle your emotions and the Heartwork journaling university. Super cool. And I am loving my passion planner. And clearly I have a thing about planners. Uh, unfortunately, I like the thought of doing things more than the actual doing. <laughs> that is definitely a little bit of a road, uh, uh, yeah, a pattern that I'm uh, with me is that I, I like the thought of things and then when I actually do it. But I, I think, um, but I have been using my passion planner full out. Like uh, my friend Libby, I think she has a passion planner, which is where I got my idea for the passion planner. But hers is a little different. It's like a bigger one and hers is like mm. pink. Um, and mine is, I just love it so much. It's right next to me right now and I'm touching it. I love it. It's like this really pretty blue and it's like the perfect size and um, I can fit it into like a large purse, which I love. And it's soft. I love the feeling. Mm. The cover kind of has like a nice soft feel to it. And then it has pictures of like, um, like birds over water and it's just really really nice and it has a uh, bookmark in it like a uh, a ribbon a bookmark and mm-hmm. then it has an elastic piece that goes over the whole journal like when you want to close it up mm-hmm. um i'm perseverating over this i realize but anyway <laughs> that's what <laughs> is for our last episode i'll just keep persevering it over the passion planner but i really like that planner and i like the idea of processing emotions and that mm-hmm. is um what I really feel like this summer, um, that I really, I just, I'm someone who needs a lot of personal space and I'm very excited to have some personal space to do some reflecting on my own personal emotions and where I'm at in my life and doing that through journaling and maybe doing it through this art. And, um, that's it. And I'm back to, and I finally found a Pilates class that is in person because I really just don't like doing, um, workouts on the computer. It's not my thing. So I was very excited today. I went to Pilates and that is my long winded check-in. <laughs> it was like a five minute check-in. Anyway, how yeah. are you, Hal? I, I'm doing really well. I'm like, you know, I, I, as you were talking, I was like, oh, it's, it's like, I think that's one of the things I love about you is like you, this is what you do. You have your hand in a lot of different pots. And so I always leave our podcast kind of like, okay, here's a new person that I'm going to look into. Here's a new thing. <laughs> What's your new thing? You know, what, what are you invested in? Seriously. I was like, I love that. I mean, and I think we've had, I've had more than one person kind of comment like, oh, well you guys throw out this person and that person. And then I'm like Googling them and Googling them. And that's what I love. I love, you know, when somebody throws stuff like that out on a podcast, when I'm listening, I'm doing the same thing. You know, I write it down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, you know, it's like a squirrel moment, like, Ooh, <laughs> off to this next thing. But, but I really do love that. And I think I have learned about so many, so many things through people's recommendations. Um, so I'm, I think I am going to take that journaling class that you sent. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah. I love it because uh, it is really specific. And I know um, Justin Sinceri, who does the Stuck Not Broken podcast, he talks about how one of his go-tos for um, like his anchors getting into that safe and social uh, to reset his body is drawing. And mm-hmm. I think I do that a little bit too with doodling, but I don't totally have my mind wrapped around it. So I, I'm interested in that just to understanding of that um, piece. So thanks for the wrap yeah it looks really cool and then I was uh I love uh when she was talking it's like you know we I always think like and I'll talk about this later but like moving from protection to connection and when she talks about that resist react avoid and pretend those are always that keep us in that protective mode as opposed to protection so I mean 
connection. So yeah, that resonates with me. I love as you're talking about your planner, because I think that is so you and like we talk about environment for rise, the <laughs> representing environment. <laughs> I know. I love that because as you're describing it, like you're describing the textures and the piece, like I, if I was described, if I had a planner right here next to me and I was telling you about it, I'd be like, I have a passion planner. I use it. I love it. Move on. (laughs) And, um, but I think that's one of the ways I've changed a little bit is that I understand like, that's like being in the present moment and really noticing those little details and calling, like giving them a name you know, bringing them to right. your attention mm-hmm. actually deepens your physical appreciation. And I think brings you joy. So as you were talking about yes. it, I was like, gosh, I feel it. I feel it. You're talking about it. And like, you're talking about the cover and the bird. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. like I, it, it helps you fit in a little bit into yes. it. Um, I love my, it. I, I, it does bring me joy. And um, I even bring it to, to work, to school with me. And I just like love, even when I have it with me, I just feel very happy. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So I was just going to say, you know, just it's our last episode. And I was thinking, um, you know, we're 53 episodes in and we've done it, you know, at the beginning, like we went a long time without skipping any weeks. Um, and like, when I look back at that, I'm like, wow, we had like a lot of dedication because I mean, we've both gone through some loss this last Mm -hmm. year, uh, losing our dads, and we went through a quarantine and, you know, like virtual teaching and kids, you know, we both have these kids that are in and out of our house, houses and jobs or whatever. But um, yeah, it was, it's been really a joy. And I look at like, we've had this year and it's in a way a time capsule for me, like, you know, when people talk in the future about the pandemic, it for me, it's like we've done these check-ins every single day or every mm-hmm. single and right. it's, you know, it's been the good, the bad, you know, it, we've tried. I think one of the things that we did, even when it was scary, was try to be really authentic and vulnerable. Um, and the payoff is that I feel like it's sort of like this encapsulated moment in time mm-hmm. um, that we, you know, kind of have there. So, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, and... Uh, I think it's also about, you know, life keeps changing. And so we're not sure. We're kind of like, hmm, what's going to happen next? Like we're for sure taking a pause and we yeah. want to take some space right? and figure out where we want to go from here. We may right. come back to the podcast. We may not, you know, so this right. is, um, I, I think, but for me, it's kind of like what I've learned with all this is sort of like life is going to change. And it's about kind of being able to ride that wave and enjoying the wave while you're riding it and then maybe looking forward to the next one. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think throughout this whole thing, like I was like, what, what have I really gotten out of this? Like this whole thing. And I have, I love, I've loved getting deeper and understanding. Like I have such a better understanding of so many things now and I really appreciate that. Um, so I highly recommend doing a podcast for anybody that wants to like mm-hmm. really learn a topic to talk about it, you know, create something every week and talk about it. I mean, it's crazy. It's amazing how, how satisfying that is. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, I just have understood that the information that we have learned has really helped me get better at showing up, showing up for myself, showing up for other people, um, in ways that are grounded in science, which I love, 
but also really simple, practical, intentional, applicable, applicable ways. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing is just, I'm grateful. I am so entirely grateful. I mean, I have people that listen every week and, you know, from my friend, Kim, Barbara, but, you know, Barbara, my friend Kim listens every week and she is a huge supporter. Barbara. Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you, yeah, Barbara. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my mom listens every single week. My mom had no idea how to listen to a podcast and she listens every single week. <laughs> Your brother, right? You yeah, know, my like, brother. Yeah, we definitely have had our supporters. Kate, yeah, yeah. So we've had these people that listen, you know, uh, uh, my friend Gabriel, like these people that listen all the time. And I cannot tell you. You are, you know, your commitment to showing up for us has taught me so much about just how to deepen relationships. So I I appreciate every one of you. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for our um, top five or 10 things? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think the big thing is like, we were like, all right, how do we end, end this year of podcasting? And it was really like, okay, us being reflective and it's almost a best of episode, but like we've done this for a year. So what, what are our takeaways? And we had a little misinterpretation. So Julie did her top 10 and I did my top five, which is very <laughs> typical of us. Right. I was like, Oh wait, five each. Okay. Yes. I've got, so I was going to do mine, David Letterman style top 10. Great. Love it. <laughs> All right. You, you take it away. Okay. So top 10 things I have learned from podcasting in the past year, starting with number 10. I like to be funny. I enjoy the light side of life and humor is really important to me. Okay. So I'm going to jump in and say, <laughs> I am, I'm glad that you're funny because I feel like I'm much more serious and grounded. I love, I love to laugh. Um, but you always have like this natural wit. So, you know, generally our process was, although we did mix it up because you definitely did write some episodes, but generally I would write the episodes and then you would ad lib through them. And I think that like juxtaposition where like, I'm, you know, I'm grounded in science and serious and you're like, and then I know, right. Yeah. This moment. But I I love that. Yeah. And I, and I didn't always really, I think when you do something like this, it puts a spotlight. Uh, it, you know, besides like that is this is about our podcast is about self-reflecting. It has also put a spotlight. You think a little bit more about things. And I hadn't really thought that I like to be that funny, but I actually really like being funny. I don't think I am that funny or witty, but I do like being funny and I love laughing. And that's just really a huge part of what's important to me. And I like being around other people like that too. Um, number nine, I have truly learned to pay attention to the signs that my body is giving me. So I do notice Uh, when I'm in fight or flight and I am in fight or flight, like, I don't know, you know, often, and I call myself out and it's hilarious. I'll be like, Julie, oh my God, you're going into fight. And I, that has really helped me with our rice system. And, and I, then I'm able to kind of self-regulate. And I'm also, so through the content of our podcast, I have really tuned into my nervous system and the nervous system of others. And I think it's really obviously very valuable and has, it can be really helpful in everyday life. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I, you know, at the beginning when we started it, I really did think I was in green. I was like, oh, I'm a happy person. I'm in green all the time. And not all the time, but like I was like for the, the vast majority of my life, I am in green. And then you start like really getting deeper into it and paying attention to your body responses. Right. And that was like a big insight for me when all of a sudden I was, you know, really paying attention and like, oh, like 
look at where the tension is in your body or, um, you know, notice how you're breathing or not breathing or whatever. And it was like, I'm not spending, you know, as much time in green as what I think I am. Um, right. Yeah, when we started the podcast, I'm like, I'm happy all the time. All right. <laughs> Which I think that's, most people, I think that speaks to how disconnected, yeah. you know, we are yes. as a society. So from how we yeah. actually feel. So, yep. Okay. Number eight, I truly believe habits can change lives. I think habits are so huge. And that's why I think when we met well, many, many episodes ago, ago, we talked about James Clear Atomic Habits mm-hmm. and that book really resonated with a lot of people. I even had like mm-hmm. my friend, Mary, like I'm buying that book. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, how you spend your 16, 17, 18 hours a day, however many hours you are awake in the day, um, how you spend that, that, those hours and exactly what you do in those hours really defines your life. So to me, like, when I like started my new routine of walking in the morning and taking my cold showers, I have to admit something, Holly, it's my cold showers have become cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. You kept up with those cold showers as long as you did. I have, can, I have never gone a day without a, at least cool shower. I, well, this is, gonna, <laughs> I didn't want to admit it, but I, I, but on that note, I cannot tell you how many different, I'm reading another book on my Hoopla app or whatever. Uh, Wim Hof, that's the cold guy, the yeah. guy that immerses yeah, himself yeah. in the ice cold water. Yeah. And he also has, uh, he also has Wim Hof breathing technique, which you can just go on his website and for free do this breathing, which it's like, don't drive a car while you're doing this breathing. <laughs> it's actually pretty intense. His name has come up. That is what's been so cool about doing this podcast is like all of the ideas that we have been talking about are converging in my brain and converging in all these resources. So his name does come up. So that in terms, and I've heard it, I, in two different books and two different podcasts, they have mentioned temperature change is really effective. It's an anti-aging strategy. So I am going to continue when my dad passed away, I felt fragile. And in the shower, I just was like, I don't, I I can't, it was like, I was mentally like, I I don't really want a blast of cold water right now. It was like this self-protection, but, um, so I just did cool water, but, um, I am going to go back to the ice cold water because there is a, a lot of research about just, um, a cold shower every day really is anti-aging, um, with whatever it does to the mitochondria in your body. Um, so that's a huge takeaway for me. But that was a habit, which I've continued, but I've softened on it at the walking every morning. I've continued um, just the little habits. I think if you can have it, stack your day, how you, for whatever results you want, I really believe habits are ridiculously powerful. Number seven, for me, I have definitely learned life is about people. The people we have connected with because of this podcast have made it all worthwhile. You know, um, just on Twitter, we connected with Barbara Gruner, who is just truly an amazing human being who has uplifted us. We can, uh, who else do we connect with? Um, Dave Burgess. Yeah, Yeah. Justin Sinceri. I mean, Justin is like, Holly, you found the Stuck Not Broken podcast. That's the latter analogy, the nervous system. I mean, he's like, does that at a whole other level. Yeah, yeah, he's the whole polyvagal theory. I mean, that was connecting with him was amazing. And everything he does is absolutely amazing on his podcast and on his website. Um, And he's a therapist and he works in a school and Dave Burgess, the publisher, like connecting with Dave, who's like high energy uplifting. I mean, and then all like we just interviewed Michelle Borba, who is like, you know, a Today Show um, you know, I loved interviewing Ashley. Ashley, Right. It's just all those people. And then, you know, you connect. um, And then Barbara gave us, you know, Roman and Melissa. Evan. Uh, Yes. 
my God, Evan Whitehead. I mean, it was just like, yeah. now I'm going to add. So my list isn't as fast as I thought, but I'm going to add, I don't really like interviewing. <laughs> yes, I agree. I that's kind of what's happened. Like, like this is what you're trained. You know, that's why some people are trained in communication. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> we are not. I mean, we are not Barbara Walters or Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Like I realized interviewing is just, it would actually totally, most interviews we would do, um, but t- I would get very nervous and stressed because um, it's awkward. And, you know, you're also on Zoom. So maybe it was an in-person meeting. It would be different. Um, I'm very face-to-face person. So for me, life yeah. is about people. We, was, we connected with a ton of people and that was amazing. Number six, uh, in terms of the top 10 things that I have learned from podcasting this year is that for me, a feedback loop is important. So for me, I need to hear people comment back on the podcast, either email us or message us on Twitter. Um, and when we did our uh, professional development with the um, teaching staff in, uh, where was that? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome to see real time yeah. involvement in the RISE system and podcasting can feel very one-sided. Yeah. It's very one-sided. We sit here and talk, you publish it and you're like, I don't know if anyone's listening. I mean, you know, we have our numbers of how many people, we know people listen to it. Um, But for me, I really need that feedback loop. Um, So I really hope that we can bring Rise into that presentation format so that we can interact with people in real time because I really feed off of that. Yeah, so Um, if you're listening and you would like like for us to, you know, we do do, we will consult on things like that. And, you know, so if you're looking for some, like, uh, evidence-based SEL work in your district, please reach out and contact us. Yeah. And we do have a hour long presentation that I actually think is just really awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, it's really great. And, and I really felt like people who interacted with us in that presentation, um, we got a lot of positive feedback. So um, that was awesome. And number five, you can push your thing yourself to do hard things. Like there's been some yeah. things that we've done. And for me, the interviews are probably the hardest. And for a couple of different reasons, because we both have full-time jobs, you know, it's not like this is our job. So, you know, we're both working 40 hours a week. Plus we both have kids. Plus we both have husbands. And, and then to make the time, because if you're going to interview someone, you know, you need to kind of know about them and do some research and some notes. And that kind of stressed me out. Um, But we pushed through and we did hard things. And so Julie, I just want to add about the empowerment. One thing is like from the very beginning, you're like, I think empowerment's a really important part of this. And I don't know, at the beginning, I was kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about that word. Like, it seems a little aggressive or whatever, but I will tell you, like, I do think it's huge. It's almost like um, the counterpart to having growth mindset is part of it, but like having an empowerment mindset where you're like, I can create good things in my life. Yeah. You are a hundred percent on from the beginning. Like that is absolutely key. Yeah, I think so. And, and what's interesting is with the rise system it, it, it you have to be empowered to do it it doesn't do it it's like you know we've done i think we've talked on our episodes there's now they're coming up with everything especially because of the pandemic and everyone being isolated and all these people having anxiety and um the suicide rate going up and and all all this these issues there's companies that are creating um these like wristbands that like monitor your nervous system essentially yeah and tell you um, you know, or, or apps that will ask you at different times of the day, how are you feeling? And then you kind of put like a smiley face or a da, 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 or you, they give you, you know, adjectives and you describe your emotions. That is all great. But the bottom line is you don't really need 
a hundred dollar bracelet and you really don't need to get on your phone and click an app. Uh, it's fine if you want that support, but you don't really need it. And that's the empowerment piece that to me, that's the crux of everything is like, you actually can do it yourself. And everything we do in Rise is free. Yeah. And, it's and simple. not only do you <laughs> not need it, but the other empowerment piece is nobody can do the work for you. So like yeah. you have to be actively involved in assessing yourself and be vulnerable enough to go to places and like, you know, really honestly check in. And then you have to be empowered enough that you're going to, you try out the tools, find the ones that work and intentional enough about using them when you need them. So it really is about empowerment. You know, if you want good things to happen in your life, you are definitely capable, but you need to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and use your activation energy. One of my neighbors, um, he just has had had um, knee surgery or hip surgery, and he's not normally an active guy. And I saw him walking around the neighborhood and bumped into him. And he was like, oh, I said, oh, I saw you walking. He said, well, I haven't been doing it. You know, it's hard to get out there. And I'm like, that's because you need your activation energy. <laughs> Go to fight. Yeah. Like, I've learned so much, which is number yeah. four. Um, of my top 10 reasons why I, what I've learned from podcasting is there is so much to learn in this world and creating something around the learning that you want to do makes life really fun. Cause life is also really hard. Yes. Life isn't always fun and happy yeah. all the time. Life is hard. Um, we have, you have responsibilities and relationships and jobs to manage. Um, but there's so much to learn. The internet makes it so easy to learn and you can do, you know, if you learn whatever is interesting to you and to, to us, Holly, this is really interesting. Yep. And I like just have loved learning. And I love telling my neighbor um, who would probably never listen to a podcast, I'm sure, or, or even like, he'd be like, well, what the heck is that about, Julie? Um, I love it. I was like, oh, that's just because activation energy. Once you get out of the habit of walking, um, you know, it's just, it's just human nature that your body wants to, it goes towards laziness. So you just kind of have to like, you know, I wanted to say the five, four, three, two, one, but I thought that might be pushing it. So I didn't <laughs> say it, <laughs> but he was so sweet. He was like, thank you, Julie. Thank you. I was like, yeah, you just got to activate and then, you know, you'll be up yeah. and running again. So um, I love that. Number three, I love to live and create in the moment. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Holly, a superpower. I mean, I have to give you uh, all the, the cred because you have like written all the episodes and I'm just like, I've learned, I don't operate that way. Yeah. I don't operate that way in any part of my life. And, and uh, that can be good and it can be not good, but I've definitely learned. I love to, I'm an in the moment person. A friend of mine is turning uh, 50 tomorrow actually. Hmm. And her husband sent me a text. Hey, Julie, um, would you mind making like a, um, just a quick little video? Um, for his wife, for her, um, the party that they're having. And uh, this morning I was on my way out to my Pilates class and I knew they wanted the video by today. And so I quick did it in my car and it was a little raw. I was like, I had a little teary eye. I think it's the whole thing with my, you know, my dad and yeah. whatever. And this is her super close friend. And I was like, whatever. I taped it after Pilates. I looked back at the video and I'm like, I should redo this. This one is a little raw. I'm like kind of crying and I didn't really look very good. in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I played it and I tried to do it again and it was like not good. So I ended up sending the first video because in the moment I create better things. Yeah. I see that all the time with you. And, <laughs> and, and like it, it, that at the beginning, that was like both. I mean, it's, it has been such a blessing that I think we have this difference where I'm definitely <laughs> a planner 
And I like to like, I, I'm a little bit of a slow processor. So I like to think through things. I think eventually I get a pretty good product at the end, but uh, you know, I kind of work in thinking in circles. I don't go from point A to point B. Um, so, you know, I, I like to plan things out and you would be like, I think it's just much more authentic if we just have a conversation. And I'd be like, okay, that freaks me out. Yeah, <laughs> Like I can't, you know, and I, I it, initially I'd be like, all right, maybe, yeah, you know, I think she's just right. And then after a while, it's like, but see, that's part of knowing yourself. And I think that's like, now I totally own it. I'm like, listen, it's going to take me two hours. It's going to take you 10 minutes, but I'm okay with that because that's who I am and that's how I operate. Right. And you right. know, like I'm okay with it. I, you, you have to know yourself. Right. And yes. I think having that juxtaposition, like having that other person that operates differently than you do makes you both, it gives you an opportunity to both appreciate them and also yourself. Yeah, totally. Which brings me to number two on the top 10 things that I've learned from podcasting, which is doing something with a buddy is more fun. The power yes. of two. So this week we met, or last week we met with Wallace from School Rubric, who has been another amazing person that we have connected with. Uh, he's really been just super supportive of us. Uh, School Rubric is a super cool website. And he mentioned this book called The Power of Two, which I've actually never heard of. Is Was it The Power of Two or am I getting that wrong? I think that that is what he said. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. Um, and because we were saying, you know, the two of us working together and he's like, oh, the power of two, you know, a lot of people create things with two people. And um, so what I've learned is Holly, we've had a total blast. We've gotten a lot closer. Not that we yeah. weren't close before, but we spent yeah. a lot of time together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Our families would be like, and I'm uh, like, back I'm like okay, Hal, let's just wrap this up here. <laughs> we don't need a script. <laughs> I know. I but like, we spent a lot of time together, but I think there is something with the power of two, because I think if you want to create something and put it out there, having someone else by your side makes it a lot easier, oh, a lot yeah. safer. And it was a lot of fun. So doing something with a buddy is a lot of fun. Yep. And my number one thing from the top 10 things I've learned from podcasting this year are that I really love to talk. <laughs> my brother said that he's like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And you're like, you know, and you're talking and talking and talking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I don't really like to listen back to the podcast because sometimes I feel embarrassed. <laughs> I have not listened in a long time because I listen. and I'm like, OK, Julie, shut up. So <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now and we can listen to you. I love that you love to talk. <laughs> I do. But you do really love to talk. I mean, of course, I've known that about you forever. But, um, yeah. And I think you're good at it. Like, you know, I, I really, I totally, I always admire that. You know, we would do these interviews and we talk to people. I'd be like, man, I mean, you are such a natural conversationalist and you just take it away. And like, it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> you to just watch take that it away, Julie. Well, it's fun to watch it in action. You know, I, I think that's the best part about it. So but the problem is that we're in two different locations. So you don't have your hook to grab me. You <laughs> <laughs> can't like, remember the big long, you can't like drag me off the stage. <laughs> I would never do that. Okay. No. So I mean, Holly, fun. Yeah. let's hear okay. it. Your top five things yes. that you have learned <laughs> so from podcasting. Okay. Uh, we were laughing about this because, you know, Julie, yours are very like, very whimsical, like off the cuff. And I was like, I really, you know, like I thought about the science and like how I apply. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, the top, the, so I'm going to start at one. You start at 10. I, I was just being the, I was just doing the David Letterman thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the biggest uh, are one of the things that I think is like an overarching, uh, theme that I keep coming back to is kind of this idea of expansion, like living in an expansive place as opposed to a constrictive place. Mm -hmm. 
So like, I think that's called a lot of things like living mm-hmm. in protection versus connection or living like closed as opposed to open. But I think it all kind of fits into that same, people say it a lot of different ways, like releasing as opposed to holding on. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the idea, that idea really not only dictates how your mind feels, but also your body. And so I think like a lot of times when I'm noticing that, you know, I am down the ladder, I kind of, that's one of the things that I say to myself is like, how could you live more expansively? Yeah. Um, And so like how I apply that is, you know, I ask myself that. And the other thing I ask myself is how high is my wall of protection? Like, am I living in protection or connection? And how high is my wall up? And is it, do I need that wall? Cause sometimes you do, you know, mm-hmm. it, is it benefiting me? And more often than that, it isn't like, it's my own little issue. Right. Um, so I love that. Uh, oh, and that now that like, when you're saying that I'm thinking of heart math, remember when we talked about heart math? Yes. So heart math, I was on their website this week. I don't know why. Um, but I was on their website and they have all these free tools, like, and it's breathing in and out of your heart, which creates expansion, which is the same concept that the book, letting go the pathway of surrender by David Hawkins. That is like my Bible talks about living open hearted. And it actually, you physically focus on your heart and open it so that you can live in expansion. Yep. And I think, you know, like the, the tool that, that has you think about, you know, locate your tension and change it from ice to water to gas. Like that's about that too, like release, you know, open. Um, So I think it's funny. It's like a theme that keeps coming up in a lot of people, in a lot of different language, but it kind of, for me, it evolves to that same thing. Um, So having that as like a go-to question, am I living expansively or am I living in a constricted way? And is that benefiting me? Like that's been really helpful. Um, I love the stress cycle. So I, we first heard it on Brene Brown's podcast Mm -hmm. and it was with those sisters, Amelia and Emily Nagoski. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was funny because I had listened to the podcast which is really funny because I think both of us kind of like are a little like, oh, we like Brene, but not always like, you know, which I think she's kind of a cult sensation. And we listen to a lot of things. So it's funny that we kind of feel that way. But that was a great episode. Um, and we both kind of came to it separately. It was a lot of aha moments there where it was like, okay, when you, your body keeps score. And what that means is like when you experience, when you're down the ladder and you experience some kind of trauma, Right it gets stuck in your body unless you're able to work all the way through. Mm -hmm. And for me, when they talked about those animal studies where it was like, okay, they studied animals in the wild and when they were out in danger and they experienced some kind of trauma, like getting away from a predator or whatever it was, um, they noticed, they observed that they would do this shaking afterward. And that was them like trying to work through their stress cycle. Right. But they said, like humans work the same way, but a lot of times we don't go through that shaking or at least like fully processing through the stress. And that's when it gets stuck in your nervous system. And if it gets stuck there, it's going to revisit you. You pay the price. So your body keeps score. Um, so I think sometimes self-care gets sort of a bad rap. It's like, seems like it's almost like, oh, self-care, like it's super soft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost want to change it to like nervous system care or like trauma expulsion but something that makes it like this is a big deal it's not just you know not just something else I was reading and I meant to mention it to you as they were talking about like it's like management um management strategy self-management 
because yeah, SEL and all that has gotten kind of, um, I don't know, like the word is like fatiguing. Yeah. But when you think of it that way, like, oh, but if you don't do this, you're going to have stuff stuck in your nervous system and you're going to deal with it continually. Like yeah. I see this, um, my oldest, Brenna, we got into a car accident when she was, I went, she was in junior high. I think she might've been in eighth grade. And um, we were, we weren't injured really terribly. I mean, we, I, I had terrible whiplash, but there were no, there were no major injuries and it was a pretty bad accident. We were really lucky to walk away. Our car was totaled. You know, we kind of got T-boned to this day. She has kind of like a, um, a nervous system response in the car that she, when she's in the car, she's a little bit in fight or fl- like kind of that flight. She hmm. has that fight energy. Really? And I, yeah. And I really think it's like, that was trauma. She never totally worked through. Of course I tell her, but you know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, someday. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot, it, it's a bigger deal than people give it credit for. So like for me, I, I apply this by, you know, like now that I know this, I'm really aware of my nervous system, especially when I'm having more intense emotions, you know, for mm-hmm. me, that's usually when I'm in flight. Um, but like I'll walk or sometimes run until the point where my nervous system, I feel it let down. And, um, that's, that's one way I've changed that. I'm super intentional about that because I know if I don't do that, I'm not going to like that trauma has more of a chance of being stuck in my body. And I don't want that. Yeah. Walking until you can feel a shift in your body is, or jogging is really super easy and and super powerful. Well, and understanding that, you know what, like if you're having an intense emotion, you may need more intense movement in order to work through Mm. it. Right. You know, but that's the intentional part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number three is identifying patterns. Whoa. This has been maybe the hugest insight for mm-hmm. me. Um, but like, you know, when you start regularly checking in with yourself, like, where am I on the ladder? Or, you know, especially when you go down the ladder, understanding what made you go down the ladder um, and seeing that same pattern transverse over time or over time or over Mm -hmm. people, then you start being like, oh, so this is my pattern. So like one of mine is when people go to fight, I go right to flight. And sometimes I go to shutdown, but like most often I go to flight, Hmm. even if they're not mad at me, but if they're mad around me, it definitely quickly throws me into kind of like a a little inside internal panic. Hmm. Um, and so I have this relationship with this one person in particular in my life. And, um, I was struggling with it a little bit because I really do value her so much and her friendship, but she, this is how she, you know, it's her survival mode is she goes to fight, um, when she is in that protective space. And I was having a really hard time negotiating, like being around her because I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it, even though she's not mad at me, it makes me like, you know, ridiculously nervous and I'm not, I'm not totally sure how to respond. Um, But being able to recognize that and recognize, you know what, this is a pattern that actually has gone on, you know, I formed way early on, probably in my early childhood. And at that time, that serve to protect me. So I've generalized this, you know, but actually right now it's not serving me, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't help me speak up. It doesn't help me be really a great friend because I'm more worried about protecting myself than I am like 
truly being safe and social and kind of saying like, okay, this is where she's at. And she just needs somebody to be there with her and let her expel this energy and understand her, you know? Right. Um, So that's just one example, Hmm. but there are a few other patterns that I've identified in my life. And I'm like, oh yeah, that, you know, that is not serving me. And, and I think bringing it to the surface because patterns are so subconscious, bringing it to the surface and kind of looking at it and really identifying like, Mm -hmm. is that helping me or is that something that is really causing me not to be as successful as I could be in my life? Yeah, I agree. I think that's noticing your patterns like, oh, hmm, it's that person again. I always react that way with that person. I always feel this way or I'm always people pleasing that person or I don't really want to be around that person or I don't enjoy them as, you know, that, yeah. like, uh, and then I, that's when I use that. What was it? Our third person talk to yourself in the third person tool yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. use your, yeah. Where you're like, use your own name and I'll be like, okay, Julie, here it is again, showing yeah. up again. You know, yeah. This is how I'm feeling either in this situation or this person. And then, you know, like if you can name it, tame it and then figure out how can I, feel better in this situation or act better or do better. Yeah. And I that's the empowerment piece, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to keep feeling that way in those situations or yeah. Yeah. Maybe with that particular person or with this type of person or this type of environment or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, I guess the next one is just like identifying, being able to identify these like hidden currents that are happening all the time in the world. And being able to decode behaviors. Um, so I'm noticing this. I was talking to Julie a little bit about this. But uh, lately, I've been really intentional about noticing these pieces in classrooms. Kind of looking like I walk in the classroom and I look for biological signs of what's going on. You know, um, so I'm just more in- attuned to body language. You know, like I look at the kids and we've got kids that are like bouncing their legs or I look at student posture and, you oh, we've got, you know, this kid that's really sunk in his chair and he's got his hood up. Or um, a big thing I notice is teacher presence. So I've been paying a little bit more attention to how teachers use their bodies to control the environment or, or affect the environment. And so a few things I've noticed, and I'm like, I do that too. In some of the cases, like one teacher had her arms all the way out and she was trying to get the kids to like rein in the energy, rein in the, the, the noise level. And she put her arms all the way out, almost like she was going to give somebody a big giant hug and kind of pull the air in like a hug. Hmm. She did it a few times and sure enough, the class shifted their energy and started to focus on her and she didn't raise her voice. She just used this body movement. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's using energy to try to connect with these kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another teacher that also had her arms straight out, but this time she almost did like little butterfly waves, like, okay, everyone time to calm down. And she was using a soft voice, but she was using like almost pushing the energy down. I was like, Oh, there it is. She, Mm -hmm. I do that too, you know? Right. Um, And that reminds me of, um, when we talked about gestures and how we, you know, people read your body language and your gestures much more than they actually, um, are processing the words that you say. Yeah. And I think that's totally true. And one of those things is like student interns, this is really visible with them. You know, like some interns, they come in and you're like, Oh, they're just naturals. Like they just have this presence in the classroom 
and you know they they seem to understand like pacing and uh it's just something about them and you're like oh yeah they've got it you know um and then other times the student teachers come in and you're like oh my gosh like you know i and it's almost hard to give them direction in that sense like you're grasping at different things but i think it's because it's some of this hidden uh hidden energy like how to control this hidden energy that we're not as attuned to Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's been super interesting and I do think it it's for some people it's instinctual but it's not for everyone um and but I do think like I'm looking at I'm like hmm but I, I understand now what's happening and having that framework helps me understand like oh you could show somebody like look this is how you could use your body I think your principal does this right when students are um in a fight in your middle school doesn't he have some oh that's our assistant principal Jason I saw him like um you know when we were in person just the way he interacts with students he uses like uh and I'm sure that this is like a you know when you rather than facing a student you know he does like the side like yeah. you walk up to them on the side yeah. so that you're not threatening, you create a safe environment. And he's just really good at it. Yeah. And I, I you know, my yeah. kindergarten teacher said something similar. She's like, it's like when you approach an animal. And I was like, yeah, she's like, you know, you get on their level, you mm-hmm. don't approach them from the front. I was like, see, those are the pieces though, that not everybody knows. So I, and I think those are things that you can talk about because they do relate to the safety that you signal to somebody's nervous system. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. And then my last one kind of goes with one of yours, but like, I so value our partnership and I'm probably going to like teary, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah. How are you? yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've known each other for so many years and, but this has been entirely different. You know, I think to really work creatively and collaboratively with somebody, um, and, and finding somebody like when I first I came to Julie with this idea, like, I don't know if you remember, but Julie was like, I don't know, like we not we got to create some joy in schools because, you right. know, feel, it's feeling really heavy. And this was before the pandemic. And yeah. I was like, you know, I went through like thinking about I, I, I love working with people and I want to do this with somebody. Mm-hmm. And Julie was the person, you know, I went through a bunch of lists and I was like, you know what? I really think it was just almost instinctual, but I was like, you know, I think. I think we would work really well together. I think this would be somebody that would be really great to partner with uh, on a lot of levels. And I will say my instincts were right on, you know, like I think, I think, I think we do work really well together. Yeah. 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 I think at the beginning, like you jump and (laughs) like, you're quick to jump and you're like, come on, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay." You're like, come on, put yourself out there. I'm like, okay. But I think I'm like the little engine that could and I keep us going and, you yes. know, yeah. And I think that's been like a nice little juxtaposition. So, yeah, that's been, I think, one of my favorite parts. Oh, I feel the same way, Hal. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think our tool this week is really not so <laughs> much a tool, but it's just like, you know, whatever it is, take the first step. You know, we wish for all of you to live these expansive lives put yourself out there, see what happens. And at the very least, you'll learn a little something and who knows where it might lead. And thank you for everyone who has listened to us. 
Um, We really appreciate you and we would really love to hear from you. So if you, we would like you to reach out to us if you can on Twitter or Instagram at Rise for Educators. Um, If you're interested in partnering with us, please contact us. We also have our Rise for Educators at Gmail address and um, we'd love to do professional development for staff on our RISE framework and um, what else was I going to say how I completely forgot <laughs> that's all I remember yeah I mean, <laughs> we would love to hear from you we're here <laughs> we're here um, oh I know what I was going to say oh my gosh hello we are um, going to be uh, our website we are developing a website RISE for educators at WordPress and so that is um, where we hope to get that going. And so if you um, just go to Rise for Educators, that website will be up soon and we will have some content there. Um, but in the meantime, we would really love to hear from you and we very much appreciate every one of you um, and all of our guests and who we have you know, done our best to interview and, and we've had a blast. Um, so thank you very much. Yep, si- signing off. Signing off, a year in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Okay. okay. Bye, Hal. Bye, Jules.